this is like you're in mixed up confusion. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It was so quiet. It was nice. What a nice switch. Man, and it's a killing me. There's just too many people And they're all too hard to please Alright, welcome to episode... Shit, 23A? 23A? Yeah. Mixed up confusion. Uh, This is where we talk about a couple of things. We talk about our playlist, we talk about our recommendations... We just kind of go over the rest of the week. So we've been listening to Dear Landlord, which is going to be episode 24. It'll be out on Monday. So follow the schedule. Follow the <laughs> go schedule. <laughs> well, we try to hammer it in. All of our shows, everything's got. Monday, episode. Thursday, Sun in the Window. I would like to say, stop asking me. But you know what? No one's asked me yet. <laughs> All right. So I think we should start off with our podcast this week, uh, going into just... Going in depth, what were we thinking? What were we doing? Obviously, man gave names to the animals. We pretty much were on the nose. We picked animal songs. We picked bear songs, <laughs> sheep songs. I mean, I didn't go deep into the Ibex, you know, taper. I didn't go that far. No, we but just we, stuck to the song. Uh, animals. We were looking at bears. We were looking at sheep. We weren't looking at tapers. We weren't looking at Ibexes. We were looking at snakes. We were looking at sheep. We weren't looking at water buffaloes, African buffaloes, lemurs. Not doing it. We also weren't looking at goats, elephants. All right. We were looking at all right bulls. See, I got it. I got them all. They're all there. All the answers to everything is right there in that big sentence. Jesus. How did we start this podcast? <laughs> How did we start this playlist, Kelly? The song that I promised that would feature on our playlist, <sighs> the Animal Song by Savage Garden. Oh man, the You're fact welcome. that that's locked in your brain somehow. I I know this song. But I never, ever, ever would have pulled it out of my mind. And I never, if I saw it on a list, if I searched animal, and this was on there, it was like one of the top maybe ten, never would have picked it. Just never would have like jumped out to say like, you know me. But unfortunately, I do know this song. I remember it from being a child in the world. Really? Yes. Did it ever get airplay? Yeah, it was a big hit. No shit. It was a charting song. It only got to like 19 in America. But oh my it was God. a number one hit in Canada. Oh, my God. So this is an indictment of Canada, basically. That's hilarious. It's yeah. a terrible song, which is the reason that I could recall it immediately. You, you mean you mean the profound lyrics, uh, animals and children tell the truth, they never lie? Which one is more human? There's a thought now. You, you decide. decide. We're not even going to do the work for you. <laughs> We're just going to leave it up to you. If animals or children are better, what, like keep the animal, kill your fucking kid? Like, what's the choice? I think they're trying to say that animals are just naturally more moral and better beings. Anyway, this is off They their, don't have to make choices. This is off their second of two albums, Affirmation. Uh, the first album, self-titled Savage Garden, came out in 97. That's the one that's got uh, all, the all the songs. Truly, Madly, Deeply, which uh-huh. is the one they're talking about bathing in a mountain or whatever. Um, Tears of, Tears oh, of Pearls, that's right. What? Into the sea I want to stand with you on a mountain. I want to bathe with you in the sea. You know it. Everyone knows it. I want to climb right into the future. <laughs> sure. That's into not the words. The future. Oh, we're changing now. We're going to Space Jam soundtrack. Time keeps on slipping. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> this is not off that album. This is off their second album, Yeah, of course it is. Um, but this one also has a... You're telling me they only had two albums? They only had two before they broke up, yeah. <laughs> uh, they broke up shortly after their second album, I believe. Darren Hayes went on to do, which there's two of them, right? There's Darren Hayes and Daniel Jones. Right. Darren Hayes actually had a semi-successful uh, solo career, especially his first album that came out in 2002 called okay. Spin. He had a song on there, Insatiable, which I did know, actually. Um, that all sounds kind of familiar. And he's he was on an episode of International Waters, which I also recommended oh, the podcast this week. And he's bringing it back to you. Really funny guy. So Darren Hayes is cool. So but... basically, they broke up about animals because he wanted to tell which one is more human. He had an answer, but the other one was like, <laughs> Dude, "No, we're just this is a thought." Daniel Jones. Could Daniel not Jones is like, it. couldn't handle the truth. The truth wasn't pretty. Let's just say that. Like if him. there is a good Savage Garden song, it is one that is on this album. Not. 
I Knew I Loved You, which is their other big yeah, single from this yeah. one. But Crash and Burn, that's probably their best song, if there is a best song of Savage Gardens, it's that know. one. I have one more fact about them Ooh. before we move on. Get ready for it, everybody. That's one more than I had, clearly. The song was used in the Shamu Rock seasonal nighttime show at SeaWorld America. The animal song? Amazing. 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 Also, they had a Shamu Rock seasonal nighttime show. <laughs> What's Shamu Rock? Oh, Shamu, Shamu Rocks. Rocks. Yeah, quote unquote Shamu yeah, Rocks. Shamu. It's the seasonal nighttime show. It's not Shamu <laughs> Rocks. <laughs> it's the seasonal nighttime. I can't stress this enough. It's the and seasonal it, nighttime and show. And it's accompanied by the animal song, which is one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. And I just listened to Man Game Names to All the Animals. And that, it pay, I mean, really. You couldn't imagine a better stepping stool for Bob Dylan's Man Gave Names to All the Animals because pretty much anything on this playlist, I'm sorry, is you're falling off a cliff in comparison. We, we This playlist is great. Oh, yeah. The only song on there that is lesser <laughs> is the animal song. Is the animal by song by far. Savage Garden, This is one sure. of the lowest points of all of our playlists, but it it's had to exist. It had to. And, and really, it's a great mirror where you're like, oh, I fucking hate Man Gave Names. This I don't worse. know the depths of what <laughs> hatred even means. to roll through some of these most of the stuff on the playlist but yeah. um there's a couple stands out this this playlist is actually super duper good no lie it's really good yeah um we had it like down at 10 tight songs there and it was like holy shit every one of these is a bang all the animal ones yeah we had it pretty good and yeah. i think we we indulged a little bit but i think we like anything with this i think anybody listening i think it's more of a these are recommendations these are just songs that you know sort of populate our lives like for the bears i mean i put I Want to Be a Bear by The Descendants. Milo Goes to College, one of the greatest records of all time, greatest punk records. And um, We Were Sad, But Now We're Rebuilding by Bear vs. Shark. Consistently, I found out one of – I'm on Last FM. I've been on Last FM since 2005. There are rarely that I see bands that I have listened to, even in a very short number because they keep track of your yearly listens if you just kind of click on them. Mm. There's not a lot of bands that I have yearly listened to from 05 to 2017. But Bear vs. Shark is one of them. Obviously, oh, Bob well. Dylan aside, Sufjan. But even Sufjan, I started in 06, so they don't even count. Propagandi, obviously, would be one of them. But, like, Bear vs. Shark is probably my lowest amount of songs. But, man, I always find myself every year, like, needing to listen to Terror Hawk, needing to listen to their, their first record. So. so good it's 11 minutes and i've never listened to an 11 minute song so many times in my life this week was just really illuminating uh the whole album's fantastic uh, the album again is called hissing fauna are you the destroyer um daniel tried to kind of get me to didn't try to get me to listen to them but it was playing uh one of their albums in the car one time and i was like this is really good this reminds me a lot of the scissor sisters which i'm not super duper into but um an ex of mine was really, really about them. They have a similar kind of feel. And the the ones that really stand out to me on the record that are, like, the best ones, in my opinion, Suffer for Fashion, mm. Cato was a pun. The Groenlandic edit one I actually had heard before, for sure. That was definitely a, a radio play song. That's, like, or I would have played it because that bass line is fucking bonkers. 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 Yeah, it's really good. Fake a 
is that I love 12 minute songs that are 12 minute songs that aren't four minutes and then 12 minutes of shit. And the one thing that I can say, unless it's good shit, because there's plenty of good songs that just go on forever. <laughs> I'm just, you know. Well, I mean, coming off of last week with Nine Inch Nails. That's what I thought of instantly. When 11 I, minute song for no reason. Yeah. And so, and, and it got me thinking just to tie it into Bob Dylan is that when you see a Bob Dylan song that's seven minutes, 12 minutes, 16 minutes or more, that is 12 minutes. Like Bob is not just, he is not one to give you a chorus and he's not one to fucking fiddle around on some bullshit. You know, his, his outros of a song I don't even. I couldn't name you a song right off the bat that goes over forty-five seconds to a minute. You know the songs are out, and he is singing by <laughs> thirty seconds. You know, so I really appreciated that this song was really a full song. I mean, I guess I've always known that, but even coming back to it, it's weird because you see eleven minutes, you don't always revisit it. You don't always go back to it because you're like, that's a that's a thing. Oh yeah, I would listen to the song a million times over. It just it instantly it's makes vulnerable. me feel like. I'm in space in like an 8-bit world. I don't know. I can't describe it, but love it. Also, Ballsy, not only for us, I would like to give us credit. It's Ballsy <laughs> for us to put this on uh, like, you know, what, number five on a pod, on a playlist. Also, Ballsy for him to throw that in the middle of, a, the album, man. of this an would, album. That's, be a, something great, to end it. that's yeah. a great ending. But the song just keeps getting crazy. Although the, the last uh, track on this album, we were Born the Mutants mm-hmm. again with Leafling. Um, sure. I also really like a lot, too. The very last lines I really enjoyed. Um, he says, we're always touching by underground wires. I've explored you with the detachment of an analyst, but most nights we've raided the same kingdoms. All right, and then Me Without You is my next selection. For the religious out there who, I mean, how are you even listening to this podcast still? We're pretty dismissive about it all. <laughs> but this song is like this weird... Well, according to the Me Without You website, and Me Without You is a band that I ride or die for. I've seen them multiple times. I watched them with Touche Amore. Of course I did. Um, recently in Portland. I mean, I guess this would have been 2013. But uh, they say that this song is, quote, about myriad of things like perception, Zionists, trains, you know, kid stuff. <laughs> love it. And uh, and I love it because it's like this rum- rumination on Moses and the Pharaoh, but also about uh, the Elkhorn River in Nebraska and it just sort of melds all of that together in this perfect little thing. If you want substance from your religious songs, I'm not saying Bob Dylan is not the place to go to, but this song, thinking about those high concepts and biblical references ad nauseum to the point that I could not even start to try to analyze this without making it an hour-long episode. Listen to Red Cow. Listen to me without you. They are some of the best lyricists alive right now. They're so good. So Behind the milk white trees, behind the milk tank cars, we pass the North Platte yard on silver tracks on guards. Out past the sandbars, out to the outcast birds, in the rust of open wagons, low the blessed virgins like this. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. It's like two minutes long. It's yeah. perfect. Uh, Bulls in Brooklyn, the Academy is. That's a U band. Well, no. We talked about Gym Class Heroes last week, and I said Academy is was probably the only one I ever stayed with oh, right, right. even long enough. And I think Santi came out in 2007, 8. And um, it's not great. I mean, they're not they're not that great, but that song's great. I really enjoy the song. Um, it's just kind of a good pop punk band without being so tethered to the genre so they were kind of like more of a like an alternative rock band it's nice i like it every song on here was do you remember good. i mean yeah did you, do you have any thoughts on those or 
Or no, did they just pass over you? Or No, they were good. I mean, like, okay. there wasn't a single one on here. Even the one out. that I don't know if you knew who they were. I guess we'll get to that later. Never mind. Um, Bulls on Parade, Raids Against the Machine. I don't know anyone that doesn't know this song. Um, That's one of their big ones, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. They Rage Against the Machine. I don't know how anybody would know who they are that's our age or older. But um, obviously a huge political band. Tom Morello, um, Zach De La Rocha. Yeah, so Tom Morello is probably one of the best guitarists that's ever lived. Yeah. Um, and not even maybe for technical skill as, like, Ingve Malmsteen or some Joe Satriani bullshit, but, like, which I'm sure they're really talented, yeah. not to take away. But I'm just saying. But there's some soul to this thing. Yeah, they there's there's a sound that people, certain instrumentalists are able to make that isn't necessarily a technically proficient sound, but it's a unique sound. Yeah. And when you hear it, you know it's them. Tom Morello definitely has that ability. And he, he does it through different manipulation tactics. He does weird shit where, like, he'll take the chord of an amp that's plugged in yeah, uh, and play his guitar with it, like, uh, through, you know, another amp, obviously. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, and, and that kind of stuff, just making really interesting, unique noises, making fun beats. Um, we tried to come up guitar. with a list of, like, who else were as unique as Tom Morello. Yeah. Obviously, Jimi Hendrix was, like, the first one to mind. And I think I've brought this up before yeah. in a bad way. Uh, oh, Fieldy from Korn. Oh, is... I know. I, that's, I thought of that, too. I yeah. was like, we, we sing the praises on this. This is a Korn podcast, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. Slowly, it'll become that. I mean, there's lots of I just better people than me wouldn't be able to rattle them off. But, yeah. you, and you, but the thing is, you know it when you hear it. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, and vocals are so easy. Because, again, Bob Dylan is going to win most days because he's so unique. And that, I think that leads to... You, you are not going to forget him, even if you don't ever dig, dig into lyrics or anything. That guy's got a fucking weird voice. Voice is weird because on some level you have to do those things to stand out because there's plenty of music that I hear where I can't tell one from the other. And it takes yeah. all the music to kind of suss it out a little bit. Right. But when you have like the same genre and you're doing the same stuff, I can't tell you apart. And to do that with vocals is one thing. That's probably the easiest thing to discern. Guitar sounds? Mm-hmm. Impossible. So the fact that Tom Morello would even be on people's um, lips is pretty great. Yeah. People also mentioned Tool's guitarist, which is pretty interesting. But then they also um, mentioned, like, Billy Corgan. Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. I mean, th- I think what the people are conflating, the sound of a band. Sound of a band versus, versus the instrumental. Yeah, because you like, couldn't really? put him in 14 bands and see what he does. Yeah. Tom Morello, he would still go about his solos and his shit in a very specific And he did. Way. I mean, uh, Rage Against Machine essentially and ma- Audio Slave stayed too. on and became Audio Slave with uh, Chris Cornell instead. And he's still around with The Watchmen. And uh, the Night Watchmen, yeah. The Night Watchmen. Rage Machine was a really huge deal for a reason. If you haven't ever listened to them somehow, go check them out. Evil Empire is probably... I don't know a lot about them, but I feel like that's everybody's favorite. The one with the big yellow one. I actually... I Yeah, I like um, the 2001. Battle for Los Angeles. Battle for Los Angeles. Yeah. War Within a Breath. Yeah. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Want to hear some Mexican politics? Want to talk about the Zapatistas? Boom! Let's talk about War Within a Breath. We're not going to, but listen to War Within a Breath. I will play it right now. For the death of time, and everything can change on a new year's day. Like everything changed on a new year's day. Everything can change on a new year's day. Like everything changed on a new year's day. Ah, in a walling in a breath. 
Slow Animals to Strokes. Man, Come Down Machine. That was the last album of theirs I listened to, and it was good. Like, yeah, it's great. It was a couple of years after the one before it. And is this it? And, or so. um, is this it? Was their first? I'm really one. bad at this. I know we are. It wasn't. It wasn't their first. It was. Um, Oh, fuck. Angles, 2011. Angles. I liked Angles. First Impressions of Birds, 2006. Oh, wow, there's a bigger gap between there, those two. Wow. Yeah. This was their, is this their last one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't come out with one since, actually. When yeah. did this come out? 2013. Oh, th- damn, 13. Yeah. I know that they teased working on music just a couple weeks ago, and then said they're not. So. Yeah. They probably are. So. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just love the cover that it's like this weird old RCA jacket. Mm-hmm. And it's, Me too. It's great. And it's, and it's got the, in the corner, like, number of the record and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff i love that shit a lot cool aesthetic guys it's but a yeah. great aesthetic strokes still they're really good they're just so good. incredibly consistent they're yeah. the angel of music it's you listen to them you know what you're kind of getting i like all their songs mm-hmm. i can only tell so many apart unfortunately so yeah and i really like uh Slow animals but it sounds like the rest of that record unfortunately sure. so the Pig War minus the Bear, one of my favorite bands of all time. I, I enjoy them. It's a it's a twofer because the song's called The Pig War, and then the album is Menaso El Oso, which is minus the Bear in Spanish. My yes. friend, also the band's called Minus, minus the, the Bear. bear. I know we didn't have. Just so you know, didn't didn't it's actually. A, it's a threefer. It's a threefer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that song. Um, I don't often listen to that one. Minas El Oso for me is like very specific songs that I really dig. I think into. highly refined pirates might be. Oh my one god! I the most. Man, that is thinking of. But good for you. <laughs> I, Planet of Ice is the best by far. It was the most hype for me uh, in 07. I could not wait for it to come out. And the first time I heard Nights, I lost my mind. Yeah, if you've never listened to Minus the Bear, yeah. stop everything you're doing. Turn yeah. off this podcast. And don't listen to their new Actually, stuff. Sorry. No. Listen to Planet of Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, start with it's Highly so, Refined Pirates so and good, go through. Because th- that, that run of Highly Refined to Minus El Oso to Planet of Ice, yeah. there's a distinct change between them. And they, they keep changing, That for, for what it's worth. Voids is great. I enjoyed listening to it. I like them all. It's good. It's good. The Animal and the Machine strung out. I have never heard of this band before. Oh, Was this, this is a rando pick? No. Strung Out. Oh, okay. Yeah, Strung Out is an epic, hardcore band that's been around for the life of the world. This, without my permission, appealed to my baser new metal self. Something oh. about this. Well, something within this I'm, really appealed I'm to glad me. that you enjoyed it because the thing about Strung Out that's really weird is that they were a part of – they're on Fat Records. They were. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so they were I, – I use the word were a lot – because I, I re- they fell off for me because of those elements that they did not appeal to me mm. uh, when I first started getting, getting into punk rock. But you can't beat their first records. That's much more of what I enjoy. But I will tell you what, um, Transmission Alpha Delta, that came out of nowhere for me in 2015, I think, maybe, a couple of years ago. Awesome. So good. So when this showed up, just searching my songs for Animal, you know, this wouldn't have showed up in like a typical Animal search on Spotify because... You know, they rank it by how many listens they have. You know, this wouldn't have showed up. Love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoy that. Sheep Screaming Females? Screaming I, Females is dope as hell. How do I not know of this band? That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> there's going to be a lot of music coming up. That was one of, initially I thought I was like, man, she don't even know about John, Don Giovanni. She don't even know about the record label. So many things. Yeah, 
they're fucking great. I watched that be my recommendation for next week. Good. You right should listen. Episode, yeah. You should listen to the entire entire discography. I will. And there's five. I will. Good. <laughs> yeah, they're and their names screaming females. It's I know. This was like, oh my god. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed that too. Yeah. This is a win. This playlist winning playlist. It's like. Uh, well, we wouldn't have had that one if if we didn't go deeper into the sheep stuff. It's true. And all the animals. It's true. Yes. Um, usually when we do a playlist, it's not that we don't think about it. We do try to curate it, but the songs don't usually get stuck in my head yeah. as much as this. We don't want them to be 45 hours long. Right. It's, we try to keep it to the length of a CDR. That's the whole point. Yeah, wanted to edit it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this one was an hour, I think an hour and a couple minutes. So perfect, you know, 70 minutes is what we're going for. So. Sheep go to heaven. Cake. cake, my uh, I know. I added, it. I added it and I took it off because I was like, Listen, we just need too much cake, and you're like, There's not too much cake, there's no such thing. I was like, All right, just sound it back on. Well, this good. song is so fun, it's so good. Oh, god, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, by Baths. So, this is one of my I literally ne- did not pick up realize it said aminals, not animals because nice. there's like a cute little kid in the end of it, adorable, and also tonal shift. Oh to yeah, the playlist. absolutely. Fucking great. Well, I'm all about good ambient <laughs> electronic tracks. That's what I want more of. Yeah. Yeah, my um, I have a, a playlist that I've been curating for the last like three years. Yes. It has my favorite ambient tracks on it. Let's um, throw some of those on. Well, here this is one. Go. This is one. Um, I talk nicely to them and try and get them to come So I just found him online. Um, oh, yeah, the rapper. Yeah, yeah he's good. Yeah, I, I really it was beat. all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, the beat was really good. Apparently, he's a he's a thing. He's real. He's a person. <laughs> a real person. I mean, we're not the biggest hip-hop heads. I think we have very specific tastes in our hip-hop. I would really... Mine revolve around 90s specifically, unfortunately. Well, no, me too. I'm yeah. like, we, we got deep into Rakim and, and I mean, Eric B. It's like... You're really good about I listening tr- to like current music I to try, try to give it a fair shake for sure. I, I mean, like I probably wouldn't have listened to the newest Kendrick Lamar album. But see, the thing about it, it is too is like a lot of it is is built on sort of what you listen to, right? So again, screaming females, Spotify really dopely thinks that I listen to only female centered punk rock bands, which right. is great. So that's fun. My Discover playlist is pretty much that. But there is a lacking of any kind of hip hop, and when you go. Kendrick Lamar aside, which is like world like destroying music, um, something like Gold Link, th- those are going to fall through the yeah, cracks because they're never going to show up. A, they're not going to show up on my Discover list because there's nothing to indicate that that's what I want. I want '90s hip hop. Mm-hmm. I want early 2000s hip hop. Well, I don't know. I really do love Kid Cudi. I think. But um, if I his... saw it on the list of and stuff, I wouldn't have chosen Frank it. Frank Ocean, yeah. Like, Me too. But yeah. they wouldn't even. A, they wouldn't be on any list that I would want to go for, and I usually scroll that new releases pretty quick because I know for a fact that what I'm looking for is not on there because yeah. I am so up on music that I'm like looking for a specific thing, and it's usually in Discover, and it's usually something that I have to follow to get. I'm pretty much always disappointed with the new releases that they even chose to feature yeah. because Gold Link wouldn't have been on there. Yeah. The, all these people that we've had just wouldn't have been on there, and if they were, I unfortunately would have scrolled right past them because unfortunately Spotify doesn't know that I do have a soft spot for, for that, and I do want to learn, and I want to know more. Yeah. But they just want to give me Rakim, and that's fine, and I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. Soft Animal, the Hotelier? Nope, the Hotelier. The Hotelier? They um, used to be called the Hotel Year. Two words, Hotel Year. Got sued. Had to change their name to the Hotel Year, which is the Hotel Year, only it's spelled the Hotel Year. Oh, my God. So they're still the Hotel Year, 
but they're just spelled like that. Um, I love them. They're absolutely amazing. I was going to say, this is another band that you try to get me to listen to, too. It's just like, I don't have the time. <laughs> but I love it. This song's amazing. And oh, I, yeah. I did skim through when we had this conversation mm-hmm. months ago, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, their discography is. Yeah, Goodness great. is really great. I, I don't think I've gotten into it as much as I did their, I guess it would have been their second album. Although Weathered, off their first record, is a ride-or-die classic. <laughs> I... I've got an all-time greatest hits playlist that I keep to myself that no one will ever see, which is the songs that I would play in like a car if I was alone by myself to sing. And Weather is one of them. Nice. One of the greatest songs of all time. That's when they were called the Hotel Year. But now it's out as the Hotel Year. So Hotel Year. <laughs> Hotel Year. And this is where the, the playlist changes. So the playlist officially ends, I think, with Slow Animal. Or Soft Animal, I'm sorry. It ends with Soft Animal. Because now we go from the man naming the animals to the devil. That's right. Taking some names, baby. Lawrence Arms showing up for like the fourth time. That's a Daniel One band. of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> uh, love it. Oh, Calcutta is one of the best punk records, period, bar none, of all time. I can't wait until we get some Bob Dylan drinking songs so I can throw on some more Lawrence Arms songs. Uh, I fucking, fucking love it, and I think it leads perfectly. I think the end, actually, from Soft Animal to Devil's Taken Names into our final song is about one of the most perfect you know, three for progressions we've set up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So what's our final? How's the rising sun? I want to say before we get into that, I did choose garden of Eden by guns and roses. Oh my God. Cause I thought we would like kind of end there in a, in a positive note. That song fucking sucks. Use your (laughs) illusion is fucking terrible. I don't know if guns and roses is ever going to show up on this fucking podcast, except for fucking knocking on heaven's door. I mean, yeah, (sighs) whatever we could just not, I, we're not going to fuck that guns and roses. You're banned. You're gone. We'll put uh, Against me on there, oh, cool. becoming Axl Rose. So nice. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, House of Rising Sun by the Animals. Great. So, this old song, um, as we've discovered with Bob Dylan, music's been around forever. Thanks, Bob Dylan, for being the person to bring that to our attention. True. Um, but it's in the tradition of songs passing through America. Um, this is an example of one of those. The Animals, um, their their self titled album, The Animals, that this is on from the '60s. Is really solid. I, I went and listened to yeah, it. Yeah, you were like, listening the shit out of it. Into this. Um. <laughs> well, we talked about the song, too, and we learned about it in our supple- our first supplemental series, No Direction Home, we is that did? Bob Dylan oh, stole right. the, the chord progression from Dave Van Ronk, who wanted to put it on his thing, and then he, Bob was a dick and stole it, and then the animal stole it from him nice. uh, to make this. And Yeah, there are other versions out there that have different, oh, very different tonal, but... I think this is, I mean, at this point, probably the most. This version, yeah, is definitely yeah. the most. And poor Dave and Ronk. He just couldn't. That's so funny. Sorry, Dave. R.I.P. Yeah, I wish I, um, I looked into it a little bit, but I didn't really super get into it because we've done a lot of deep dives on historical. Plus, this... Well, and it's also a song that's on the playlist, so we will talk t- cool. about it because it is. So on there is a version. Record. It's on oh, his first album, okay, Bob nice. Dylan. Yep. So that is on there. We will absolutely get into it when we get into it. Nice. But the animal's version, I think, is probably the most superior. It's gorgeous it's so perfect good. so haunting it's so it's good. so haunting that's and that's something you get out of the electric and the drums and everything that you don't necessarily get from uh, an acoustic guitar only although seeing that live might be more haunting just one person to a crowd you know but on record you can really atmospherically do it well so. i mean just i don't know the dude's like howling when yeah he's singing i know here. i know at the end well and they get they lose their shit they they get mm-hmm. it bob and, and dave too We'll definitely listen to Dave's version because it does come out, I think, on a probably the record after that, probably 63, 64. He's yeah. got plenty of stuff, too. We'll definitely get into him. So that, like, howling aspect of that song really, really reminds me of I Put a Spell on You from Screaming Jay Hawkins. That okay. same kind of just, like, animalistic, yeah. that lot, like, you've your mind is gone. Stop the things you do. 
That's all I got to say for this week. Danny, you want to talk about Beautiful. your recommendations real quick? Oh, yeah. I, I guess I could. Arcade Fire. <laughs> it's Do a band. You, what's your reference to Arcade Fire? So you've played them around me before. I did a, This would not be a band that you would normally have searched out or heard. I guess okay. This, this Four years ago, I think we were watching an episode of The Colbert Report, oh, and oh they God. were on because they had just released an album, I believe, if I'm my timelines are correct. Yeah, probably... And Reflector. I was like, Arcade Fire. Yeah, it was Reflector. It absolutely was. Yeah. And I was like, that also sounds... also Saturday Night Live. They, they yeah. were, for a moment there, I mean, people were so hyped about this. Well, band. that was my in. Okay. And because I was like, this is a band I've heard of that I feel like I might like. You seem to like them. I'll try. So I'm pretty sure I listened to, I downloaded a couple of their albums, and I got really attached to the song about the car that yeah. I don't know the name of. <laughs> well, there's, there's two. There's a... No Cars Go. That's it. No, oh, my God. Okay. But then that there's song. also Keep the Car Running. No, No Cars Go. It's more of like a... That's a cover, right? It would no, 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 oh. no. No, no, no. But it's like a Bruce Springsteen song, oh, okay. but it's not. Gotcha. Okay, but yeah. you like No Cars Go. That's my shit. Man, Oh, my what? God, yeah. Okay, well, I think you would enjoy Neon Bible. So that's that's the new one. Say. No. No place when your planes go. The only way that I got to thinking about it is that they released a record this week called Everything Now. <clears throat> There's not a lot to say about it. I mean, I don't want to be the guy shitting on everything. I'm not the biggest Arcade Firehead. They they mean a lot to me because I followed them pretty much from their inception. 2004, I was there for, like, early, like, much music and, like, pl- the videos. Like, I remember seeing videos for them way back much when. Much music, holy shit. I know. Old, even MTV2, MTV3, shit like that. Um, and then I remember the first time I, d- I downloaded Re- um, shit, Funeral, their first record, and the song called Rebellion Lies is so good. Lies, lies. It just feels good to, like, get it out. And you're like, what is this? And I fell in love with Funeral, of course, and then, it, and then I just didn't really think much about it. Moved on. 07, Neon Bible. I think that that's possibly my favorite record. But then the suburbs is a fucking classic. 2010, they won Grammy. They won a grant for the album of the year. Damn. Yeah, out of nowhere, uh, and and they deserve it. I mean, this, the suburbs is fucking outrageous. Sprawl two, uh, mountains beyond mountains is possibly my favorite song. Period. Um, not that's not true, but it's <laughs> on my it's on my playlist of bangers of all time, the best songs of all time. thing i can really think about this with is uh the only thing i can can compare this to is like 
Bob Dylan going from essentially like a from a bringing it all back home to Highway to Blonde on Blonde, and instead of getting his John Wesley Harding like we're gonna do next week uh, for Dear Landlord, they get Reflector, which isn't it's for me it was a disappointment, but for some people they really loved it. But then to go from everything now got me thinking. How crazy is it to go from a band that you love and has really produced these amazing records, and then they put out a pure shit show? What do you do? We've had bands like that in our lives. They fall off. Well, you fall off. It's or also you... we've talked about that. Like maybe you've changed, so they just don't even appeal to you anymore. Maybe there's no way, not a world where right. this can appeal to you anymore. That's fair. But I don't think that's the case here. No, no. And I think a lot of the internet too has just been like they just let it. I think we're at a point, too, where I think we've, we've talked so much about records like that that I was really pleased to see a lot of people um, sort of be like a duck, man. They're just like they let it wash over them and they say, listen, everything now fucking sucks, but Arcade Fire rule. So fuck it. <laughs> we're just going to move on. Like we're going to keep talking about Arcade Fire. We're going to keep enjoying them. And just keep on going. Yeah, and that got me thinking about Bob Dylan. I mean nice. what is Bob Dylan's entire career arc if you are of a certain age – but one big fucking speed bump after the other. <laughs> like, you have to deal with some goddamn bullshit to get to something great. I get to come in here 50 years later, snatch that shit up, and talk about it on a podcast. It's great. I mean, it's great to be able to come to it, you know, with everything in mind. But think about Arcade Fire in 50 years. Like, everything now undoubtedly will be a minor album, but it could be a gem. It could be the infidels of, of their repertoire, where it's got a couple songs that are just like everything now, the song. Um, it's, it's great, you know, like maybe there's something more that we don't know because we don't know what's to come. You know, if what's to come is just like them farting into a microphone for an hour, then this was great. <laughs> like we love this. But if they kind of go back to some, you know, the roots or they do whatever, this this album will look kind of dumb and childish. Uh, and also just the entire, they have fidget spinners in, with their names on it, like yeah. suing people that have fidget spinners with Arcade Fire. It's all of that just really kind of left people with a bad taste in their mouth, the way that they marketed the album hyped it up and i don't know it's all very silly they're just kind of a silly band and and it was interesting when they're sort of making fun of themselves and they're mocking like kind of what brought them to fame but now it's kind of like you you're a grammy award-winning album like everybody knows who you are like i don't know just <laughs> just do something cool with your music that if they alienate people cool that's great that's better a reflector alienated plenty i'm sure so just keep going. And I guess this is their way. That's what Bob Dylan did, I guess. So don't do that. I don't know. I'm not perfect. Everything now is fine. Just listen to Arcade Fire. Listen to Neon Bible. Listen to the suburbs. Come to this last. Don't let this be your only experience with Arcade Fire because you're missing out on great music. No cars. Go. That's yes. shit's amazing. It makes me want to so cry. Good. I love that song. Good. Yeah. yeah, Windowsill is right after that. Oh, it's so good. I don't know what else is there. So if, if you guys have a different opinion on... On that, please let us know. I mean, I would love to get into it, maybe listen to some songs and stuff, and um, form a different idea if you guys have one. But for the most part, people have just not really enjoyed it. Maybe we were just looking for the same experience, and maybe that's wrong. I don't know. Um, I'll be quick with the rest of them because there's not really a whole lot else. Free Throw, great band. Uh, some Midwestern it. emo. Love it. I love them. I love them. I love any bands that are self-reflective and sort of talk about their own problems and are pretty open about them. And I like this song Andy and I, uh, and yeah. the song Victory Roads. It all seems the same Just forget this Soon it all will change What's the difference It all seems the same very sweet it was that was great yeah i enjoyed the tension of it when you're like oh you're getting out to see and then at the end it's like i heard the door shut and i could see your 
face? How do I even describe your cute smile, all this? And then you lean into me and and that's the end of the record. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> she leans into him, but we don't know what happens. I guess I'll call it a... Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> well done. Uh, highly recommend that. I hope maybe in the future to talk more about free throw. Uh, two other things that I want to do. One, there's really nothing to it. The Watch podcast, Ringer Network, uh, Chris and Andy, listen to that. They interviewed Kate Crutchfield from Waxahachie. Love Waxahachie. If you love that, if you love her, go listen to that. However, I do want to mention, in general, because I'm all about the general recommendations, Billy Bragg. I want to recommend Billy Bragg. We Why do I know that name? Yeah, so we haven't thrown a lot of Billy Bragg out yet, which is kind of surprising. But he actually had an NPR interview this week, which I think is totally – well, maybe it was last week at this point. I'm a little behind a podcast, guys. But I would recommend finding it in the archives and listening to it. He just wrote a book called um, Roots, Radicals, and Rockers, How Skiffle Changed the World. Uh, Skiffle, which I didn't really know, is sort of a British amalgam of – the way he describes it is sort of British pop and Lead Belly. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. And, and which is what brought the Beatles to prominence well, and pretty much all. Yeah, exactly. And so we wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for sort of the pop with the edge, hmm. right? And so the only reason I, it really got me thinking about stuff is that not only is it great, Billy Bragg, I mean, if you have not listened to Billy Bragg, I would highly recommend pretty much anything. We joke about Bob Dylan loving bells and trains. Uh, Billy Bragg's latest endeavor is called. Uh, shine a light field recordings from the great american railroad so he is definitely well versed in the folk traditions of america he uh is up front that without lead belly there is literally nothing uh that lead belly songs are the basis for popular music uh as we know it period uh which was interesting and we've kind of had that conversation before but something really interesting for for me is is his thoughts about that music because he plays it uh, and we've talked a lot about it with Folk Singer's Choice, but he mentioned uh, specifically a song called Stupal by Lead Belly. What goes around comes around. Uh, yes. You know, Lon- <laughs> Lonnie Donegan. I mean, I mean, the Beatles... The like... whole, you know, the, the, the whole argument about musical, you know, uh, uh, appropriation. There's a song that Donegan has a hit with in 1956 called Stubal. Now, he learns that off a Lead Belly record. Lead Belly learned it off a recording that John Lomax did of uh, sharecroppers working in the American South, African-American sharecroppers working in the American South. Lomax said that was the most common song that he heard in the fields. Now, 100 years before that, in, in the 1850s, that song was being sung in boardy houses in New York. And 100 years before that, it was being sold as a, a broadside ballad, sheet, sheet uh, lyrics on the streets of London. But the actual event that the song originally talks about happened in Ireland in the, uh, in the 1750s. So my point is, Lonnie Donegan's in the charts in the UK in 1956 with this. Who does this song belong to? Who, who has the right to say this is our song? My, my sense is that everybody who sang it as a right to sing it, and everybody who sang it tended to add something to it. So by the time it got to Donegan, it didn't have any point of reference to that actual race that took place in the Curra of Kildare in, in, in the 1750s. But Donegan's mother was Irish, so maybe he had as much claim to it as everybody else. And at the end, he does what essentially Bob Dylan's entire career. Uh, he said, uh, by the way, Terry, talent borrows, genius steals. So, <laughs> I, you know, he... Just like Bob Dylan, very upfront about, I'm not originating this. I'm not stealing it. I'm just, I'm borrowing it. And, you know, and I think it's paid dividends. You know, the Bob Dylans of the world who do have their own melodies and have their own everything get then stolen and ripped off by the damn arcade fires of the world. And I think it's that weird, it's like the long process of the world. And so when you get Billy Bragg playing a song, it's like, okay, you recognize where it's from. And I recognize, well, I, I might not recognize where it's from. And he made a point of that, too. He's like, it loses its track. You know, we, we, we want to stop at Lead Belly and just pretend like it came out of his genius mind. But really, he learned it from his family singing it, you know, going to the fields or working at wherever. And they would just play it. And he then stole it. And they stole it, too. But they, you don't think about it like that. You know, I think we think about stealing in a very... Um, modern sense where people are copywritten and people are getting paid whereas art is really not supposed to be that i think if you got to the logical conclusions of like the way it's supposed to be everybody should be creating all the time this podcast we should be able to eat drink and be merry and make a podcast about pop dylan 
without having to work at a real job. Right? We should all be creating. That would be nice. That would be nice. But anyway, so I recommend that interview in total. And I'm definitely fucking going to read, you know, Roots, Radicals, and Rockers. Uh, mainly because when he said Roots and Radicals, I thought of uh, Rancid. Because they have a song called Roots and Radicals. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, Rancid. They have not shown up on this podcast yet. Oh. Love me some Rancid. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Anything left recommendation-wise or... Nope. Okay. So we are a real podcast. Um, we are going to have a new episode out on Monday. Dear Landlord off of 1967's John Wesley Harding. We've been listening to it so far. It's been about three days on it. We are going to keep listening to it. So if you want to come and listen to our thoughts about it, please come back next week. If you want to tweet at us and tell us we're wrong about music and we're dumb, <laughs> uh, we're at SOTW Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, all those things. You want old pictures? Tumblr is your friend. You want... Music and stuff. SoundCloud's your friend. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, everything. We're everywhere. And if you want to listen to Game of Thrones, stay tuned. <laughs> Tomorrow is our newest episode of Game of Thrones, which is episode four, Spoils of War. Yes. And with that, good night. Good night. Took the 60 bus out of downtown Campbell Benzonato He was on there, he was waiting for me While the punk rockers and the moon stompers They're out on the corners where they're sparing for chill